0: Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about getting together to create our wicked lies. I'm Brandon. And
1: I'm James. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about mindful character creation for both The Space Between and Radcrawl.
0: Did we have an episode two weeks ago on The Second... I think so. Really?
1: I don't remember. How
0: did we do that?
1: Let's see. Who The last knows? episode we released was Pulling Things Together on the 25th was when we released it. Oh, okay. So no, we didn't We didn't have an episode on... On the second. The fr- Wait.
0: What? The 25th so was the last one we did. So it looks like we skipped a week. Second, ninth, sixteenth.
1: So do we not have an episode that needs to go up tomorrow? <laughs>
0: did one go up on
1: the ninth? uh hang on (laughs) let me look at a calendar oh yeah what the heck so we we released an episode on the 25th so the next episode would have been the 9th which we must have missed how did i miss that so we don't actually so i was recorded we were going to record this to release tomorrow we don't actually have to really record an episode today i think we should because we're here
0: yeah let's go ahead and get that get that done then (laughs) that's how the heck did we do that did i even did we Did I talk to anyone about what I don't think so. I mean, like I, I was, I I think all of this is content that we keep, by the way. I think this is part of the episode (laughs) uh, because I'm just going to say now and not explain ever again so that you have to use this content uh, that I would have no idea whether we had an episode or not because uh, I am very newly a father.
1: You've been experiencing some multi days.
0: Yeah, had some, uh, had some good times where it was just like. Awake for some hours and to sleep for some hours and uh, yeah. doing things uh, there's just some some weird time Oof. dilation
1: <laughs> well, so. For the future listeners today is Monday the 15th we both believed that tomorrow the 16th was the day we had to release an episode uh, turns out that's not how that how time works um, and I guess I apologize we missed an episode last week um I think I think that's totally plausible because of baby scheduling and everything I'm not sure how that happened um, usually that might be the first time we've ever just totally watched an episode. <laughs> i feel like i feel like we've got
0: we've got a pass on that one i'm gonna give us a pass so here we are hey (laughs) hi Uh, hello
1: hello so if this episode's a little bit loopy uh i do not apologize even a little bit
0: well this is gonna be the first time that i look back at some content that i created between the hours of 3 and 5 a.m uh -hmm. a couple weeks back Okay. So, we'll see how that ended up looking. Because what we're going to be talking about today... I mean, let's dive yeah. in. There's nothing else to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah no. Uh,
0: what we're going to be talking about today is writing in a mindful way towards character creation. Yeah. Because, um, alright, there's like... Yeah, so... Yeah, you go ahead. Um, and, and I
1: wanted to talk about another thing, too, of just sort of how... So, I, the last time we recorded... I promised that I was going to have character creation for my
0: game. A, a space between dumb. This is why you didn't point out to me that we were behind by a week. <laughs> no, no, but I have, I have it. Did you have it a week and ago? And so I want to
1: talk about. Uh, I did not have it a week <laughs> ago. No, um, but I had. So, like, my my product, my whole process is very strange because I do a lot of pre-thinking about stuff, and this is how like I, I wrote papers in college too. Uh, is that I I plan a lot in my head, and then I sit down and just like write for a long time, um, and so it actually kind of all came together. I was sitting at um, a, uh, a br- I was sitting at uh, a local burrito <laughs> burger shack shop, um, and waiting for my food. I just like poured out twenty questions worth of character creation, okay, um, that had been kicking around in my head. So actually, so this is, so let me talk about my creative process and, and relate it to a thing that I that I got to experience recently. Um, so here's what I did. I sat down and I said, what is the purpose of character creation for my game? Because so far, the couple times that I've playtested it, I have not had any character creation. <clears throat> I just sort of said, uh, go do the thing. Here are the rules, play. Right decide aspects of your character as you feel they are necessary. Um, Which was a way to sort of just sort of even like listen and take notes about what people were character creating. Uh, And so I sort of sat down and I said, okay, here are the things that I want for the hauler, the person who's Mm -hmm. going out into space. I want to know some basic facts about them I want them to. I want to know what are their worries and fears about this trip that they're going on. Yeah, I want to learn some things about what kind of a person they are, and I want to start to set some of the space aesthetics.
0: The space between us.
1: Aesthetics, yeah. Like, like, and then get them into the space. The space mindset of specifically the space between that you're going in a. Yes. Thank you. Um, And then for the lighthouse, the and this is like this is these are all things that are true of. All of the prompts, for the most part, Um, the lighthouse gets to set a lot of the like the wheres, the whos, the whys, and then does some of the initial world building okay. for the like because again like, they are the owner of Earth basically, <laughs> and yeah. so they get to do like that kind of like they're the person who sets the world a little bit right. Um. So so th- so those are like the guidelines that I had laid down. Um. Recently, we're going to go a little bit off topic um <laughs> to talk about like how I did this and why I did this this way. Um so recently I was at my my uh the, the the my company's convention and at that convention I got to see Simone Yetch who is a uh YouTuber. Uh she does the she's the the shitty robots lady. Okay. Uh she makes bad robots. Um and and the thing that she talked about was uh, the reason why she makes bad robots, and how it's part of this process of thinking about not limiting yourself by ideas that you conceive of as good or bad, and so like we did an experiment, uh, like she had everyone in the crowd do this this sort of thought experiment. Of she said, "Here is a picture of a brick. Mm-hmm. Describe as many." Possible products you could use this brick for as you possibly can. Like, just on a piece of paper or on your phone, write down as many ideas as you can. Uh, Like, don't limit yourself. And then we went through, like, the worst ideas. Okay. Um, And so, like, people came up with everything from, like, paperweight, which is, like, a reasonably good idea for a brick, to, like, emergency lock picking kit, (laughs) which is a less good idea. Yes. But the idea... But so, like, her point was, sometimes when you push through into those like as you she is, she has found in her her experience of engineering and 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 the like is that there are those first ideas that come out when you start to like think through through things that are the safe ideas they're the good ideas yeah and then you push through and you find and you start to find the bad ideas the things that are actually truly bad and then as you push past those bad ideas you find those bad ideas that are actually secretly good ideas yeah yeah and so, so I sat down and I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write. I don't think that I want 10 questions worth of character creation okay. for this game. That's too much. Yeah. I want maybe seven max. I think a tight five is really want to go. I want to hit five really punchy questions that build the world and kick you off. Because, because ultimately, like I said, like I've played this, this game with no character creation yeah. and it works. You don't want to so hit like huge. I don't. Yeah, and I don't want them to be things that you have to like really sit and think about and remember. And I almost don't even want you to write them down. So what I said was, I'm going to write 10 questions, no matter how good or bad they are. I'm just going to start writing, and then later I'll work back through them and pick out the ones that are good, pick out the ones that are bad. Great. I haven't done that yet. So right now I have in front of me 10 questions for the hauler and 10 questions for the lighthouse. Um, some of them are pretty good some of them are bad (laughs) um i did some some research into like the kinds of questions that show up on uh corporate profiling surveys yeah or like that sort of thing um and man there's some bad questions on those oh yeah and not like good bad like bad bad questions (laughs) um so let me just walk through this really quickly here are the questions
0: yeah, just before you get into the questions, I just want to apologize to the listeners right now because due to lack of sleep, I keep on yawning. And I can see that it's also causing James to yawn. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise, like I my enthusiasm level is higher than my than my like volume level. I'm I'm really interested in seeing how these go through. And amused also because my game, like what I've been doing with Radcrawl, because we're gonna get to that as well is Mm -hmm. also looking like a quick character creation with actually currently five questions. (laughs) It's
1: a good number. It's a good number at So, So here are the questions that I came up with for the hauler. Why did you sign up? That is a question that I think is not the most interesting question, but is important. Why did you sign up to go into deep space? It's a good foundational Um, question. It's a good foundational question. Um, what do you hope to see out in space? Okay. Because it establishes things that you are like, what is the character longing for above and beyond, um, get money. Okay. Kind of stuff. What will you miss the most about earth when you're gone? Mm -hmm. Um, that's sort of a, to like what is the thing that like it, it could either be it, like I think that it would I think that for it's one of, that's one of those questions that if I include it is like the answer is going to be the lighthouse like nine out of ten times yeah yeah but I but it's but it's because I want you to go through those steps of saying that yeah uh, more than I care about the answer being something different. And those times, those one out of ten times where it's different, that's going to be an interesting...
0: Yeah, that makes it... Conversation starter. Yeah.
1: Um, similarly, why did you choose them to be the lighthouse? Mm-hmm. Because in the lore of the game, the lighthouse doesn't have to be your significant other. It could be a family member. It could be a good friend. Okay. Um the in the rules of the game it has to be your significant other at least right now okay um so I want to know why you chose them beyond just like that why because they're my significant other like what aspects of their personality like define a little bit of their character okay um what do you fear most what do you fear the most about leaving earth um to sort of sort of get that baseline of like what is like space is big and scary what is it that scares you the most like establish fears establish some concerns your character has yeah that's that's Um, great to have what is one thing the people on the ship should know about you is one of my <laughs> generic, uh, you just got hired by a company question. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's excellent.
1: Um, I, this, so the next question is question seven is if you had to choose between responding to an SOS beacon or making your delivery deadline, which would you choose? Okay. Now, that is literally a plot point from the expanse book and TV show. Um so I probably will not use that literally but I, that's my placeholder question for ask some kind of a uh difficult space question yeah to get people start thinking about space yeah um like do you go save some other ship or do you make your delivery on time mm-hmm. what is the most important thing to you on earth now that is probably the same, really, as what you miss the most? Yeah, it's similar. So I probably don't need both of those. But this is part of mine. Just I'm writing these things down. Well, what can Similarly, I? what do I I miss wrote- the
0: most might end up being like that. Could that could be any number of like nostalgia things? as Well, like ice cream, yeah. baseball, yeah, yeah. For some reason, sort of for some reason, my game of, <laughs> of a space between is set in the 1950s. Yeah, uh, oh, that's fine during a sports um, movie. <laughs> I wrote down. If you could have
1: one superpower, what would it be? Because I have a brand, yeah, and I, I think that that is an interesting... You know, I think that those kinds of, like, fantasy-type questions, when you're talking about a, a high science fiction world already, are very interesting. Okay. Probably won't answer that, but I wrote it down because...
0: You're just enjoying ...just writing write stuff down. down.
1: Um, what skill or talent are you most excited to learn or improve on? Um is something that, that is like, I don't love the way that's worded, but I want to workshop like basically like uh, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is a question more about like, what is, what is the role you see yourself playing on the ship? Right. Yeah. Like, are you an engineer? Are you a map? Are you the cartographer? Are you the, like obviously for the, in most scenarios, you're the captain, but like what is your specialty on the ship? Yeah. Is kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um. And then is there anything else we should know about you? <laughs> that is just a bonus 11th question. I wrote those both uh, for both of them. Okay. Um. Cause those seemed like pretty generic questions. So that's like kind of my, my lighthouse. I, I don't love some of the questions. I think that I nailed the lighthouse questions better. Okay. Um, and so, but, but like, I think that those are for the most part, pretty good. Like, why did you sign up? What do you hope to see out in space? What do you miss the most? Um, are pretty good. Um, your fears about leaving earth. Um, the, what is your role on the ship are sort of good, like world building stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'll probably have like a section of these questions. Like what should other people in the ship know about you specifically as additional questions for if I have a multiplayer version of the game, yeah because that'll be
0: more important. That makes, that makes sense.
1: So for the lighthouse, the lighthouse, I also, I, because I just like, I got this, I got it in my head. So I wrote the actual like intro script for the lighthouse of, of what the like actual pamphlet might say. Okay. Um, Which I will just read quickly because it's here in front of me. (laughs) Um, Which is just, Thank you for participating in the Lighthouse program. Due to the nature of our work, our employees spend long periods of time away from friends and family. This, combined with the rigors of travel through deep space, can leave them feeling detached and lonely. You will serve as a beacon or lighthouse in the dark. You will be there on their return to help them reintegrate into society. And then, uh, to sort of like give you... And I'm going to have a paragraph like that for the ice hauler, too. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. so then, the questions for the the lighthouse are: Where did you meet the hauler? Okay. Um, I I'm, I've toyed with the idea of saying so. Like the I want the lighthouse to establish places. So like that's why their question is: Where did you meet them? Yeah. I kind of want the I'm, I may add a question for the hauler, which is like: How did you propose? Okay. I'm not sure that I want
0: to. That do yeah, that, that puts that, a lot on it. Like that, and, that really defines the relationship in a big way. Yeah, and I'm not
1: sure I want to define the relationship that that tightly, but I've I've gone back and forth on that. Um, the, the 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 so the next question was, how did you know that you were meant to be together? Mm-hmm. Um, how did they tell you that they had to leave? Because part of the plot is also that the 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 hauler has signed up for this before they met the person. Okay, so they know they have to leave, and then they like get into this romance and and at some point they have to leave right so how do they tell you so
0: these these questions Um, are all assuming that it is a romantic connection yes okay yeah and that is intended to be because i remember at one point you were saying that that wasn't the case are you now feeling like this is a romance game
1: it is a game about people who are in a in a relationship yes um in a romantic relationship in a romantic relationship yes sorry I'm. I think that there's a version of it where you could play like father, son, brother, sister. Yeah. But if that's the case, I'll write alternate questions okay, for those. Cool. Yeah. That, that because, could be but, different, but, like but, play but, sets. But At its core, this is a game about a people who are people who are in a romantic relationship with each other. Okay. And and then either either strengthens or falls apart over the course of the game.
0: I think that that is a good choice because I think that you've struggled a little bit in having it be such a broad possibility of like people that it could be. Like mm-hmm. there have been there have been a time or two that you've said things like, yeah, this could be someone that you work with that you just happen to know. And I've been a little bit like, mm, yeah, no, gonna it's got to it-
1: be someone you have a you have a strong relationship yeah. with either familial or or romantic. And I
0: think centering in on one of those is going to mm-hmm. make it stronger. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the core game is romance. Cool. Um, there may be other like this is the thing where like i've described this game as being a romance game and i'm not sure that's true yeah it's a game about people who are in a romantic relationship right
0: yeah and those are two very which different is things. different
1: from being a, ga- a romance game yeah pasiones um, so, is
0: a romance game i don't even yeah, know if that's exactly. true actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> so moving on with more questions yeah. um what are you the most worried about handling while they're away which is sort of my like Tell me about like, do you have a kid? Do you have a house? Do you have a car? What like, what is like, what, what about the lighthouse's life is, are they most worried about handling while their partner is away? Okay. Um, What scares you the most about their job to sort of lay down? Mm. What is your fear about space? Yeah, that's good um, for them. I want to know, question six is how much family support do you have? Like, do you have family around you? Is your family not around? I'm not. I don't love the way that's exactly worded, but I want to sort of have that established. Like, um, that like, where 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 is your what does your support structure look like in terms of family and friends? Yeah. Um, how well do you know the haulers family? Uh, similar question. Um, I I think I probably don't need both of those. Um, I know there are some prompts that have the lighthouse becoming better friends with the, the uh, with the haulers family okay and so i wanted to sort of set like an early baseline yeah for that um are you how happy are you with your current job um just to sort of say like again we're setting like we're setting the baseline for what is the the lighthouse's life like yeah on a daily basis do they enjoy their job do they hate their job are they worried about making the making bills all that sort of stuff like that's what i kind of want to know um, my, I think my favorite question, which is this kind of like the dumbest question, I wrote down, uh, have you ever been on a road trip that, t- that lasted longer than three days? Which is
0: sort of... <laughs> you go ahead, you go ahead. I was going to ask it's- why incredulously, but I'm recognizing there's a possibility <laughs> that I'm a little snarkier than normal. No,
1: so... I think that it is a little bit of a, there is a way in which going out into deep space to haul ice is like a road trip. And being on a road trip, you, are, you have that similar, like you're in a car, you're not seeing a lot of people. You're only, you only really interact with the people you've brought with you okay. on the road trip. And so I'm sort of, it's sort of a like, how well will you be sympathetic to the experiences that the hauler is going to have?
0: Okay, okay.
1: It's another kind of I'm not sure I that's the way I, lo- I love it being worded, but I like the idea of it just sort of being this like out there question.
0: Yeah. I don't know necessarily that without a James at the table, okay. It'll be fully clear what's going on with that, but I could be that's totally fair. wrong. Uh
1: um Yeah, it'll be, have interesting to be a thing. Question. That will be a thing we play test. Yeah. Uh, and then what's the longest you've gone without seeing another person? Okay. Um is sort of the same thing. I was thinking about how trying to get that that baseline of how much will the the lighthouse be able to empathize with what the haltler is going through yeah okay and then the final question of like is there anything else we should know about you which is sort of the free establish more facts yeah about the world give us some more question. information that you feel like giving us um so those are my questions those are my world building uh there are currently 11 of each i want to cut those down to five or six okay um that's probably my next step yeah um to to come out of that with and then like i think well so so those are like question questions yeah i think that the the because this is like a form i may need to have some like formal questions about like um i have to figure out how to phrase it but like a couple people really were interested in like when meg uh Dornbrock mm-hmm. played uh she was really interested in playing an alien okay so like how do i phrase that you know or like how do i phrase a question <laughs> that that lets you that that allows for that yeah. Um, I may just sort of have some non, non specific, like direct questions that are more like describe what your person looks like. Yeah. Um, some some play guidelines that aren't rules. I can see that. But, but I feel like this is a good basis. Um, I actually will probably go back and do some more questions. I had thought about going to twenty questions, um, and then cutting them down hard. Yeah. But sort of like. Even because and the, one of the things that I did was I let myself like so specifically for like the the road trip versus the what's the longest you've gone without seeing someone? Yeah, those were basically the same question in my mind. Yeah, I just wrote them in two different ways. Which is the and version
0: so, you like more? Yeah,
1: and so it, and it lets you do that like by sitting down and saying I'm just going to write ten things. Yeah, and even if it's the stupidest thing, I'm like because like when I was writing the <laughs> the holler questions that uh what's one superpower you would have popped into my head and i was like that's really dumb there's no way i'm going to include that but, you're but i wrote it down, down. because that's part of the process yeah. and and so it lets you work through the wordings um there were a couple questions that were nearly the same thing um but that's so that's where i am that's and i think it's i think it's good i think yeah. i i hope it's good Um, uh, i'm enjoying where it is um I'm feeling November coming <laughs> and I want to make sure that I have a sufficiently different game to play test this year. Yeah. To make it worthwhile to, t- to test To make it. it worthwhile. Yeah.
0: Um, I think you've got some good questions there. Uh, I think, yeah, you can look at pairing it down and also like, you're not going to like this, but sometimes artificially setting the point that you pair it down to mm-hmm. can mean you get rid of something that you should keep. Mm. Remember to keep your darlings because your darlings can no. be very good. No, kill your darlings. No, don't do that. Delete your darlings. Ugh, don't do that. Take whole parts of your game and delete them forever. <laughs> I mean, okay, to be completely fair, I am doing that right now. In pasión pasiones, but hashtag no backups. Um, no, not hashtag no backups. That's the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate this.
0: You know I love hashtags. I will not stand with you with that hashtag. <laughs> Um, uh, but, like, but yeah. it could be if, if you can have seven really good questions that add a mm-hmm. ton to the character, that's yeah. way better than five really good questions that oh, add less. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, think, and what
1: I made you, like, the, and, and having ten questions means that, like, right now I could go to
0: Metatopia with two sets of questions. Yeah. and And playtest which ones people like better. True. Um, and I think you have the right instinct that there is, that having too many questions is not going to mm-hmm. be good for it. Like, there the days of answer these 30 questions about your character while you're making your character yeah. are are past. Like, the the 90s are over. We don't need to ask 20 questions <laughs> about every single character anymore. Um, although, Lord knows there's a thousand different D&D websites that ask for your favorite sure. potion flavor.
1: But I think there's also a difference between like, here's a list of questions to think about, like generic type role playing game questions of like, to think about when you're making a character to think about versus these are questions that I specifically want you to say out loud yeah. so that the other person can be part of them and hear the character you're creating. And- like you are allowed to create character parts um aspects that are totally not related to these questions oh yeah but these are the things that i'm trying to get you to say out loud
0: and and i was i was snarky there but and there is nothing wrong with big big sections of questions i enjoy those things just as much as the next person yeah um but not as much as the next person after that next person after that is like a huge fan of those books and those too much like quiz things and it's too much. They've never. They only have one character. They've only ever played one character because they've answered all yeah. of those questions.
1: Or they like them too much, and all they do is make characters. Oh yeah, just over and over again.
0: Maybe on a podcast. The person after next make, is yeah. uh, is Jeff Stormer and Aaron yeah. is. Uh They're they're the two next people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Calling they like character creation too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no they love character creation just (laughs) enough i should actually throw these questions at them and see how they think how they feel well this is Um. actually an
0: amazing segue if you are done on yours (laughs) yeah i'm done oh my gosh perfect segue well i was uh sleep deprived and on twitter and i was seeing some posts by Aaron katana Saez of the all my fantasy children podcast talking about how uh like some indie games are kind of tough to get into because of his love of rolling on tables to get character information. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Cause like, that's, that's what he does way more. And that totally makes sense to me, right? Like the traditional games have way more tables that give you all of that information. And just like I play more masks than anything else in gaming. If you've got yeah. the podcast about the thing, you do the thing the most and yeah. indie games don't have that for the most part. There's some that do. Yeah. But those are kind of uh, few and far between, right?
1: And I think it's the thing that we've talked about, too, with um, when we were working on the the last iteration of Luchador Raton, which is that, like, if you give people, like, a very specific, th- like, if you don't give them a lot of options and you just give them some generic things, yeah. they'll, like they'll have to sort of build a character out of those options. Yeah. Or like when we were like, we were talking actually, so you had uh, like, this is sorry. I'm going to interrupt your whole thing uh, to go on this other tangent about. So you were talking about generic PBCA moves and I categorized it in a, you uh, know, in, in a Google doc and then started randomly generating <laughs> moves with the like placeholder text. Yeah. And then we were playing this game of like, okay, here's the placeholder move what is this move that has this format mm-hmm. that I've just randomly yeah. generated. And like that's interesting that because fun. you have to like think about here is the mechanic or here is this like limiting factor. Be creative out of this limiting factor. And like that's what's so great about this the like I guess PBTA does it okay and with its like list of things that you circle with mm-hmm. one or two of. Um, but I think that there is a there is an aspect of that sort of more traditional uh roll on a whole bunch of tables to get some facts and then m- mesh a character out of it that modern games lose a little bit or indie story games lose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and
0: like I know very well that uh uh that the central casting books are extremely problematic and have some really bad stuff in them. But like when I was in middle school, I was rolling on those tables all day long. And just, like, coming up with characters that way. And that was a delightful, fun thing. And so, with Radcrawl, which is partially me being nostalgic for a world that never existed. And this... Yeah. I am increasingly realizing the more I talk about Radcrawl, the more that my thoughts surrounding it make it clear that it is an OSR game. Because the OSR is about recapturing a nostalgia that never existed. <laughs> and that that isn't shade, right? Like, that's, that's like... yeah. That's that's the, what the philosophy is. It's about going like, hey, yeah. these are the games that we played as kids. And just the way that I'm tackling it is wildly not OSR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, well. that's what I'm trying to do basically is like capture something that never existed. Um, and so like when I was reading that thread from Aaron talking about the need for more tables in indie games and I was thinking mm. about like, you know, how I played D&D back in the day, it started of become really, really obvious that I needed quick character creation that involved rolling on tables. So, I can't do things in half measures. Mm-mm. So character creation is almost entirely tables for Radcrawl.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh,
0: I still want it to be quick. I want it to be done. Like, I want you to sit down. If you have a name already, I want it to take less than five minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I now have... Do you have a table of of phonemes uh, so you can roll a (laughs) random three character name? No, but that's very tempting. That's (laughs) extreme... That is extremely my D&D experience. (laughs) (laughs) Ulkthor. Uh, that's just just two phonemes. That was a character name that I had. Um, but in any case, I now have three playbooks. And... Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you wanted to go through one super quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What what 3 do you have? Uh, do
0: you want to be the warrior, the kobold or the hunter? Let me Ooh. let me quickly say things that make so that make things to make sense. Radcrawl okay. is my roguelike arena dungeon crawl game. It is all about being adventurers going into a dungeon that is also an X games style event. Uh you go in, you die, you roguelike through. It's a legacy game and it is meant to be played in like two hours uh wow that pitch was so sharp (laughs) i'm so happy (laughs) with that i can't believe i managed it but when you sit down to play you aren't going to be necessarily using cards right off the bat the bats are the the cards the bats the bats are the items the cards the the cards cards are the 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 items you find in the dungeon uh Mm -hmm. so you're you do start with some kind of a playbook i've decided i was going to make it so that you don't but i think i think it's part of playing roguelikes is going like, Oh, I'm playing the barbarian. And part of playing D is going, Oh, I'm playing the barbarian. I think that they're like, so this is, this is
1: n- not maybe why you did this, yeah. but I think there is like a very physical aspect of like, well, my character has died. Time to crumple this sheet up and throw it away.
0: <laughs> There's something to that as well. That's
1: very roguelikey. Yeah,
0: just like, okay, we can either put this in, like, a Hall of Legends binder or destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, one thing I decided and realized is that I didn't want to just do, like, the character classes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just do, like, character ancestries. Like, Mm -hmm. I played with the idea of, like, going, oh, this is OSR, (laughs) the dwarf, Um, the elf, and there's a lot of, like, really junky stuff. There's, like, there's a bunch of, like, just problematic stuff in high fantasy, and so, like, I don't want that to be the only option to have. Yeah. yeah, Really? Weird, right? I'm shocked. This is the first time hearing about this. Yeah. So, I don't want that to be the only option. Uh, Yeah. Likewise... I want to be able to play in some of those spaces where people want to do it and are doing it at their table in a way that isn't, like, awful. And I want to structure yeah. the game in a way that it, like, that it helps to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm having playbooks. Some playbooks are character classes. Mm-hmm. Some playbooks are, like, character species. Some char- playbooks are character ideas. So the three okay. that I've been... Kind of showing as ideas. I haven't made the fourth one. I haven't made the third one yet. Uh Are the warrior. Which is mm-hmm. playing a class. The kobold. Which is playing a species. And uh the morose. Which is playing a character idea. That you're okay. very sad to be in the dungeon.
1: Oh I love that. Uh Th- That's a
0: good way to do that. Yeah so that like you can sit down and go. um, I want to play the elf. And have all elfy stuff. Or you can mm-hmm. go. I want to play the romantic because well, well, we're going through this dungeon. <laughs> I want to kiss somebody. Oh, that's so
1: good. Um, and like, just, I love that weird mi- that mixture. Yeah,
0: I think freeing myself of the idea that it has to be one or the other also, yeah. allows the building out of things in huge ways. Like, uh, people have been talking about uh the magical girl, and it's like, yeah, that is a totally legitimate playbook, and D and D worked best. D&D worked best, worst in my nostalgia with rose-colored glasses when we were in 3.5 with all of the 3.0 supplements, and just the OGL was ridiculous, and so, like, I'm trying to capture that, and so having this as kind of a wide, wide selection is useful for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool,
0: But the three that exist right now are the Hunter, the Kobold, and the Warrior. What do you yeah. want to make? I want it. the Kobold. The Kobold, okay. I figured those yeah. probably, I actually already opened it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know. <laughs> I know.
1: We're
0: doing the cobalt. Uh, so uh, the playbooks are pretty simple, and they're meant to be pretty simple. Because they're gonna have like some spaces on the playbook to put your cards in. Okay. I still want to do that if I can. Uh, so it'll be like you know the cobalt they blah 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 a little bit of fiction. Who cares? Um, I think HP is gonna be using a twenty sided die, and just like okay. taking it down as you go. There's some yeah. stats you assign them to your stats. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each playbook gets a feature uh, okay. that is like a move that you get no matter what. The kobold gets two features, but they're kind of like mini features. <laughs> okay. Uh, Because I, if I'm making the kobold, I'm not going to make it as good as the other classes. It has to have a negative feature. <laughs> okay. Because I love kobolds <laughs> for being yeah. bad. Uh, So feature yeah. is pack mentality. The first time you cross blades with any foe, do plus one damage per ally who has already attacked them. Uh, okay, which is super dope. If you can have like another ally attack them first, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then they also get cowardice when you cross blades without any allies near you. Roll with a minus one ongoing. <laughs> so you get both of those. Yeah, uh, that are just you know telling you how to fight, which is basically don't yeah. don't fight first. You're a kobold. Yeah let someone else fight first yeah from there oh that's good yeah you get four tables that you roll on okay three of them are positive trait tables and one of them is a negative trait table okay and that's true for all of the playbooks unless it's different Uh, for some reason
1: okay and what am i what what dice am i rolling uh
0: you're gonna be rolling a d6 okay at least for now i I might end up expanding those do you have a d6 in front of you
1: I, well, I have a, yeah, I have a random number generator because I can't find my dice because I'm a bad nerd. <sighs>
0: James, you're such a bad nerd. I have okay, no, so many dice right next to me. Hang on. I
1: might actually have a die. I lied.
0: Oh, I have all of these. Listen, that's that. Oh, yeah. I, that's that. Okay. I do have a D6. I have a real D6. Okay, cool. So first you're going to roll for scale color.
1: Okay. I rolled a three.
0: Oh, right. As three, you have blue scales, which give you resist nice. one electric.
1: Oh cool. Yeah. I didn't realize it was going to give me a resistance. Oh, yeah. I just assumed it was aesthetic.
0: No, no, it's it's okay. uh it's just just like the D&D chromatic dragons. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Great. I love that. <laughs> yeah, cuz this is cuz this is nostalgia for a game that never existed. Okay. So I'm a so I'm a blue electric cobalt. Yeah. Uh you also get to roll next for you, your mutation because okay. I fell in love ages ago with the idea that cobalts have like weird little mutagenic things. Okay. I rolled a 6. A 6. You have vestigial wings. Oh nice. You gain plus one when attempting to jump over obstacles. I am the best kobold already. <laughs> You're a really good kobold so far. Uh, you next roll for a trinket. Okay. I rolled another six. A six. You got a healing frog. maybe licked cool. to heal 1d4 damage. Oh my god. Stuns for it 1d6 times 10 seconds.
1: It can be licked?
0: Yes you can lick, lick <laughs> oh, the frog. I love it has healing properties but also nice. Also stuns you. Okay. And then you roll for your negative. Uh, The negative one is panic, exclamation point. Okay, I rolled a one. All right, and so what this says is when you are affected by fear effects or take full damage on a round, uh, or full damage on a roll, so like if someone rolls to attack you and rolls the full dice, you panic. For one, you cower. You are stunned and unable to attack for one round. And now you make some kobold noise to be your kobold name. Perfect. Uh you are done. That is your entire nice. character.
1: I love that. That's so good.
0: And so that w- took a little longer than it would normally take because yeah. I was reading I the things to out find to you. Dice. And you and you struggled to find dice, yeah. Um apart from that, you assign a plus two, plus one, plus zero, plus zero, minus one, minus two to your stats. Okay. Um, because that's like I, I don't want to just choose those for you. Because that kind of ties into a lot of the really, really negative, really toxic stuff in yeah. fantasy. Uh, like it's easy to say the warrior gets plus two strength, but it sucks when you're going like, what are the stats of a kobold that are like, I like, I like that. Um, things.
1: That's a I like that. Like you get the arrange like the, the array of of bonuses and then you get to place them. Yeah,
0: I think that works it's better. A- and that's quick also like you yeah. shouldn't need a lot of time to do that. Because it also
1: lets you do things like if you want to be the warrior who uses a bow and arrow. Yeah. Then like if you get a
0: default in strength, then that doesn't let you play the character you want to play. Exactly. If you want to be the kobold and you want to be the strongest person in your pack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Assign that plus two to strength. Do it. And so Uh, so that's basically how it works. And so each of them, you just roll those dice and you have your character.
1: That would be pretty easy to redo, too. Like, I don't know if. I think you don't intend for people to be able to jump back into a game that's already going, but like it would be super easy to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if the game ends up being one that when your character dies, you jump back in, then it's super easy to just roll another character up. Like you could make a hunter or a warrior even faster now. Cause now you have the dice in front of you.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, when we play this game, sorry, when you finish this
1: game, we're gonna have to play this on a stream and just like see how long we can keep going.
0: <laughs> just like try Every to time stay time alive. Die, roll a new
1: character and oh, just keep going.
0: Like a, like a 24 hour stream or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Like a charity stream or something.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I'd like to do that.
1: Yeah. I know some people. Yeah. Uh, i okay. Get... Um
0: uh,
1: but yeah, that's very cool. I like the way that all works
0: out. Awesome. And so like the moves are like, it's a variety of different ways that the moves can be set up. Um, mm. And like basically What is fun about making these character classes, making these playbooks, is that you don't need to make something super detailed, Mm -hmm. but it still adds stuff a lot. Like, I think you have an image in your mind of what your kobold looks like. Yeah, absolutely. You are this, this, uh, glow, like, maybe vaguely glowing blue kobold with weird wings carrying a frog. I'm a tiny blue trogdor. (laughs) And so, like, having that means you can just start playing and you're in the game immediately. And so, like, what has been the conscious game design thing that I've been doing is trying to make it so that every feature you get has a visual cue of some kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And, like, I I feel like with Panic, I didn't quite hit that. But, I mean, like, I still think that gives you an idea of what to do. You know. Yeah, it
1: definitely does. Um, so just to clarify, yeah. because the way this game works is there's there are basic moves yes. that are like the way that you do things if you have no equipment. Yes. And as you gain equipment, the equipment has moves that replace those basic moves. They
0: replace or improve them. Or improve the basic moves. Mostly improve so, them. So are
1: those basic moves different and are they tied to the playbooks or is the basic move always the same?
0: Right now, the basic move is always the same. Okay. Um just because the basic move has to like part of the reason I was doing that big structure uh thread on Twitter, which we'll send put a link to, um yeah, is that I wanted to look at that for the purposes of figuring out what can be changed and what can't be. Like I was finding that trying to put a full move and some advancements on a card was just a lot to fit on a card. Yeah. And so instead focusing on like what are the things that are changed and different meant mm-hmm. that I could put more interesting stuff on them.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And it also means that like if you're keeping the basic moves basic yeah. across the whole all the playbooks, yeah. it means that it's a it's an easier lift for me as a as a as a a, a potential uh, expansion builder mm-hmm. to build new playbooks yeah because exactly. I, I don't have to like i don't have to do a custom attack move for each of the different playbooks i can do the stuff that i'm interested in doing which is the aesthetic choices yeah for whatever the playbook is
0: yeah so like if you had a playbook idea um i don't think we have enough time in this episode uh although you you could decide what the four tables are um yeah like it's it's not like getting it to be a little fine tuned is going to take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take long to just make the thing, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um which is good. Yeah, I think that's that's don't know, part of the because goal. I think I think that there is something that's a little bit more
1: mechanically intensive if you're at if you ask people to make basic moves yeah. versus asking them to come up with some, th- some things on a table. Yeah. Um because those table things are more uh tied to the aesthetics of the thing that they're trying to make versus the, the core mechanics of the game. Yeah. So that will be nice. It'll be, it'll be easy for people to like make classes.
0: Yeah. That's, that's my hope. And so like the way that the classes are structured can also be a little different. Like I'm thinking that there will be a class that is like the seer or something like that. The lore master that what they primarily get is new questions to ask Oh. in terms of like defining world things, right? Like okay. their spout lore or uh yeah, yeah. or things like that would be basically improved in some way. And like yeah. how that's improved is different.
1: And I think that it also means that you could like you could add, I'm trying to think of a good example. You could you could create a character class mm-hmm. that is like um the vampire. Yeah. And then build a specifically a different, like attack basic move, just for them that replaces the the generic basic move. Yeah, they don't replace the rest of their basic moves. They still use use all the rest of those, but because there's some thing that's different about the way the way that they attack, because they're a vampire, they draw blood and stuff like that. Um, you could give them a specific basic move just for that
0: yeah as long as it has the same structure so that you're being able to add options in the same way there's no Mm -hmm. reason you couldn't do that
1: yeah yeah but doesn't it's an option but but it isn't forcing you like if you commit now to having a whole new set of basic moves for every playbook then that means that making you have to do it every time
0: yeah i mean like just the sheer just the sheer weightlifting of doing all of the moves for the items has Mm -hmm. been something that i've been going like okay this is awesome i'm really enjoying it this is great for me but I don't know if it's the level of expandability that I want it to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And playbooks, I think, offer that possibility of just being like, yes, this is an an enormously expandable thing. Like, when Radcrawl comes out, I am going to be releasing a blank version of the playbooks yeah, so that you can make your own playbook easily, which I think is something that, uh, powered by the Apocalypse games, haven't done super well.
1: Yeah. Like, that goes back to... Um there was a f- uh, I, I'm trying to think there was a um right, when we, right about when we started this podcast I want to say actually there was a tr- a small trend in games to include a chapter that said how to hack your game mm. or like oh here's my here like here are some mechanical thoughts yeah. about the game like here's what you shouldn't like here's what I would not recommend changing because I tried that and it didn't work but or yeah. go ahead and try it but just be aware of these risks um and i think that we've in more the more recent games i've seen come out they have not had that and so having like a almost like a teach people how to make custom things for your game section yeah. would be pretty cool.
0: If if i can make like a book suggestion for people to go buy if they're interested in making pbta games, Urban Shadows is a primer on how to make games. Like mm-hmm. it has it has i think several dozen pages dedicated towards how to write pbta games essentially yeah it's it, that is how i learned how to do like reading that is how i made passion in its first incarnation hmm. it's yeah very good Do you want to make a hunter or a warrior super quick
1: yes let's do that let's make a hunter okay
0: so the hunter is i didn't want to call it the ranger because the ranger kind of comes with like spells i guess like there's like a magical component that I didn't want to do. I wanted this to be very focused on like your animal companion. And you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so your feature is your animal companion. Okay, cool. You have an animal companion who can understand you, fulfill some commands, and fight at your side. You can spend fury to describe how they help and re-roll one of your dice. If you're okay. miss, your companion can take damage as appropriate. If you miss after re-rolling one of those dice, your companion may take damage as appropriate. Okay. So you choose their form uh although if you'd like we can roll the other stuff before you choose their form yeah let's roll the other stuff first cool and then you also choose their name they have 10 hp yada oh, yada cool uh when they hit zero <laughs> hp they're teleported out of the arena <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great they don't die you die they don't die <laughs> no i uh, love that that's so good all right the first thing you roll for is your skins you've wrapped your body in skin so long that you've taken some form of the creature okay Roll a two Alright, you've got Slick Scales. You cannot drown, and you swim without making checks. Nice. You additionally have a Companion Boon, basically the thing that your Companion can do. Okay, and I roll the four. Alright, your Companion has Venom. When your Companion assists in striking an enemy, they do minus one damage for the remainder of the encounter.
1: So when I started this, you were like, "What's the form of your companion?" And I immediately thought dolphin, and because <laughs> I, I don't know. And then you were like, uh, "Swimming based skins, perfect for my dolphin." Yeah, <laughs> it has poison. Not as perfect for my poisonous dolphin buddy.
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe. Having a venomous dolphin is a great idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To be clear, when I, if I ever play this class, I will be deciding its form ahead of time. <laughs> okay. Uh, you also choose a favored terrain. You may pass without rolls through your favorite terrain and take plus one to look over creatures from that biome. Cool.
1: Earl a five.
0: Okay. Spider webs.
1: Nice. It's a spider dolphin. So you can
0: pass. You can pass through webs without rolling. Nice. That's why it's venomous. Yeah. It's a spider, dolphin. It's a spider dolphin. Spider uh, dolphin. Spider dolphin. And your your um your negative is too far from home. It's like okay. the way that you don't fit super well in. Oh, that's cool. Like, I like that. This sort of society. I rolled a four. Okay. You are unnerving. You take minus one when attempting to parlay.
1: <laughs> it's because I hang out with this spider spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the spider dolphin. From the spider dolphin fields. Yeah,
0: exactly. This, the spider dolphin fields of your home.
1: Yeah. Um, the spider swamps.
0: And so again, boom, you've chosen yeah. a form. You have to name them. You have to name oh, yourself, so and assign your sets, and you're done.
1: Uh, what what is a good name for a spider doll?
0: <laughs> I I truly I don't, don't know.
1: know. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna work on that one and get back to you. Yeah, the names are gonna be uh, the hardest I, part. But I love I love this this hunter though.
0: Yeah, and so like basically each player does that, and then you're ready to play. Nice. Then you're done, right? Yeah. And yeah,
1: I love this. This is so good.
0: Radcrawl is gonna use module style play um mm-hmm. you can just gm like you would off the cuff for d <laughs> yeah uh, in the magical nostalgia land where nobody did any prep and everything was completely fine yeah uh, but you have the Everyone option of modules so where the
1: gm had the whole monster manual memorized
0: yeah exactly yeah that world that world that we all lived in um and so having so basically once you've done this the gm can just grab a module and you can be playing and you're in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideally, oh, man. This is like a weird, like, getting into, like, <laughs> uh, like, so so here's the, the thing that you should not do is get into this level of optimization. But it should take you exactly long and as long to roll a character as it takes the GM to prep the module to play. <laughs> so that everyone sits down, pulls out a paper at the same time, to start getting ready to play, everyone should finish at the same time. I mean, so there's no time waste.
0: It's that's that's honestly kind of the sort of feel I want to get. <laughs> um, although I also think you'll probably introduce your character, which like okay. I mean, like for yours you you can make up anything that isn't rolled obviously. Um, your character has like slick scale skins yep. covering them. Fish skin. Fish, Fish skin, scales. yeah. And yeah, probably he's got a a variety of uh um
1: like colorful fish scales. Yeah.
0: Um but you could very much go like, yeah, uh, my character is a goblin that is dressed in this way, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. because that isn't defined anywhere in it. Mm-hmm. Uh and so yeah.
1: Yeah. I love I love the spider dolphin, <laughs>
0: buddy. I,
1: I wanna call him tricky.
0: Tricky, tricky the tricky. spider dolphin. Tricky dolphin. the yeah the uh, spider dolphin. And so I might be expanding beyond the D6. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I don't know how much I care to do that. Like, yeah, there, there's a ton of that's, different that's possibilities. That's a super easy thing to change later on. Yeah. So. And like, it's, it'd be, it would be easy also to have like the hunter and the ranger, like, there's no reason yeah. you can have both of yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think different. at some
1: point, if you're if you're if you're adding more than those six options, you're expanding the scope of the class. Exactly. And it would be better to have two similar classes than to have. Yeah, like you should like yeah, like you shouldn't have a class that lets you play both a magical girl and a Power Ranger. You should have the magical girl and Power Ranger playbooks. Exactly. Even though those are both teenagers who
0: transform.
1: And use magic.
0: Yeah, but there's different things with them that make them cool. And, like, there's also just the reality that, like, hey, coming up with trinkets for a kobold to hold was super, super easy. Coming up with types of favored terrain (laughs) that was going to be getting enough play in a game that it was worthwhile to go through is a little bit more like, ugh. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Well... Um so yeah so so the reason I guess just to kind of put a bow on it the reason that I formatted it this way is trying to make a game that you don't have to spend a lot of time preparing ahead of time that you kind of yeah. can't spend time preparing ahead of time mm-hmm. and you just sit down and you get kind of that joy of the randomness and like you live yeah. in that randomness and like that frees you up to have Characters that aren't as good like you could roll and maybe you get everything lined up and it's like oh my gosh this character is already powerful and (laughs) maybe not and either way is kind of fine because the game is low prep enough that you haven't like made a bad choice from like a system mastery perspective and ruined your play for the next three and a half years. Yeah. You've ended up with but, a character that is going to die a little bit faster. And guaranteed, you'll, come a, die.
1: you'll walk away with a cool story from yeah. I rolled the worst character ever. Yeah, exactly. Or I rolled the this this beefiest, strongest, optimized kobold. <laughs> and then ev- all of the rest of my party rolled the least optimized, weakest characters. And somehow the kobold was the hero of the day. Like, yeah, That's exactly. a great story.
0: Um,. And so, yeah, so that's basically what I'm doing right now with that. The next thing I need to do with Radcrawl is just make some encounters so that you can actually play the game because I'm yeah, right we'll on the testing it. I'm right on the edge of that. Yeah,
1: cool, 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 because, yeah, because, again, like we are coming up on Metatopia, which is playtesting season. Yeah, so we need to make sure there's something.
0: Yeah, I really to want to bring it to Big Bad also.
1: Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. Um, so cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's going to be our, our episode for this, for today. Um, sorry that there was a weird gap there where we just, uh, totally flubbed it, but, uh, hopefully, um, (laughs) that you will forgive us in this time of, of scheduling nightmares and babies and work stress and, uh, and game design. Yeah. So, um, We should do another Game Jam. We've been talking about... We missed our end of the... Our New Year Game Jam. So maybe... If you want to reach out to us about ideas you have for a Game Jam or character creation um, or insights or whatever, then find us on Twitter. That's really the best place. Um, Find me. uh, So together, you can find us at Stop, Hack, and Roll individually, probably between the hours of like 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. I am at Meltdowns, And then... During sporadic hours of the day, probably (laughs) in the middle of the night, you can reach Brandon.
0: (laughs) At Dr. Captain Gobald. It was a little wild at like 3 to 5 a.m. If you wanted any masks questions answered, I was there. Uh, You can find all of our episodes, links to some of the games we've been working on and more at www.stoppackandroll.com.
1: You can email us if you want to write some longer form stuff. Um or whatever email bigger files and stuff like that. Uh at James or Brandon at stopbackandroll.com
0: Maybe stick with James at stopbackandroll.com right now. Bigger emails have been hard for me to keep up with. <laughs> um but if you would like to help other people find the show, you can give us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh those five star ratings really help people find the show because it makes little suggestions on iTunes.
1: Yeah, right now, I was looking at this the other day. We are currently sitting at a solid five, five out of five stars. All right. The only thing is we only have 21 ratings. So mm. if you want to be the 22nd person to give us a five star rating, um, please do that. Uh, if you want to be the first person to give us a one star rating, please hold off. <laughs> please um, don't. Or a, a purchase in a different way to tell us about how he would like us to be better. And we'll try. <laughs> um, so we make this podcast with the help, with the support of our Patreon backers. Um we didn't have any new backers this month, so that's we're just going to thank a whole bunch of our old favorites, which is great, Yay. because I love to thank people like Chad Owen, al Azizi, Siobhan Gartland, August, Rob Harvey, Mitch Moore, Alice Tobin, and Althalus. Thank you guys for supporting us. Um, this show and all of our other shows and any future shows, I just had two crazy ideas for podcasts that I do not have time to make, but if I mm-hmm. do... They will hear the pilot episodes for those episodes for those podcasts first because they support us at patreon.com slash and roll.
0: If you can't support us financially, consider supporting us by becoming a part of our community. You can join our discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stoppackandroll.com.
1: So as you are sitting down to prepare to play Radcrawl for the first time because you're in the future and Brandon has finished this game. And you are about to roll on these tables. uh, Don't forget to stop, hack, and roll.